everyone. You're listening to AxTrack, a podcast committed to examining and providing solutions for HR, safety, and occupational health in the workplace. My name is Holly Foxworth, your host. So whatever role it is that you play, this show is all about providing you with new knowledge that you can take your organization to the next level. Today, we are so excited to bring this episode directly to you from Las Vegas, where we're exhibiting at SHRM 2019. So we're thrilled to be joined by Kelly Peck. Um, yeah, and so Kelly actually, um, she works with the Employment Relations. She's an Employment Relations business partner for Organizational Consulting and Resolution Management. That is a mouthful, Kelly. It is. <laughs> that is a mouthful. So, but you work with the Division uh, for Human Resources and Organizational Effectiveness for Texas A&M University. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So welcome, Kelly. We're so excited to have you on the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I have been working as an employment relation business partner for um, a little over two years now for Texas A&M, but I've been in HR for over 15. So um, it was just a change of location that brought me to the university. Yeah. And so tell us about your role there at Texas A&M University. Um, So ERBPs are our business partners. Um, We handle terminations. We handle a variety of issues, but really focus on conflict resolution management um, and have recently added in mediation as part of that. Hey. And so that's been my focus for the last six months. Yeah, that's great. So, and you said that you've been in this field in total for how long? Um, for 17 and a half years now. 17 and a half years. That's <laughs> yes. amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, I know that they're thrilled to have you there at Texas A&M University. So, Kelly, I was just going to kind of ask you about um, one of the things that that seems to be coming up, and we're hearing some about it at SHRM as well, is workplace conflict. And it seems like that's been a major talking point for employers as well, that they're going through a lot of some of that. Um, So I did notice, I don't know whether you've seen these stats or not, but I saw some that were recently released, and it said that um, basically in the United States that two-point hours a week are spent in conflict between employees I mean yes. I couldn't believe it that was nuts and yeah and so they so with that amount then that comes to like 359 billion dollars that are actually mm-hmm. being paid out um, and issues that are being spent on the workplace workplace conflict instead mm-hmm. of um, positive productivity does that stat it, surprise you it um, it does but I actually thought it would be higher than that but I realized after that that it's it's because there, I know that there's so many unreported conflict issues that have been dealt with um, in a different way that have probably added to the um, uh, unemployment yeah. <laughs> rate in some way. Um, it usually ends badly for one of the sides. Huh, that's mm-hmm. crazy. So, so you mentioned something about that things were unreported. So is that a process that, that you guys have then? Do you have a reporting process for employee conflict at your organization? We do, um, and we have a variety of ways to do so. You can, um, you know, do the kind of typical tell your supervisor if that's who you're not in, in conflict with, or um, you can report it by web or by phone. And it will get to our office. And so then we will reach out and contact the employee and make sure that they're okay, first of all. Uh And then um, make an appointment to meet with them at a place that's, you know, kind of away from their office to get them out of the environment that they're in. Um, and have a conversation with them and see what's going on. Wow. So it just kind of brings up the topic of, of employee mediation. I don't think that that's something that a lot of organizations are using. Am I correct? It, 
we're getting to you, you know, getting to where we use it more, but you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's, um, trending upwards now. So that's exciting. Um, and it's great because what, what it does is it allows the two parties. So two parties are, are taking part in this, um, but they both have to want to get to a resolution. And that's, you know, that's the key point. If you have one side that is not interested in just is digging in their heels and doesn't want to, you know, hear the other side and maybe have it that different perception or different side of the story or hear it, I should say, um, then it's not going to work. But if you have two people or two sides that are willing to work it out, then it's worth going through the process. Um, and it's worked great so far for us. Wow. So, so once that occurs then, so once you have the workplace conflict, and this can occur between two employees, an employee and supervisor, or who, mm-hmm. who does that apply to? You're right. Um, mainly the ones that we've done so far, we've done more employee to employee, like coworkers, um, but have definitely done our share of employee-supervisor conflicts as well. Um, and it's just, it's a way for a neut- neutral, third-party, unbiased person to facilitate a dialogue between those two people and really allow them to hear the other person's story and and they may not agree with it but they're going to hear it and they're also going to be the architect of their own solution so I'm not as a mediator I'm not going to tell them what's going to work for them moving forward they're going to come up with that and they're going to come up with that as an agreement Um, I don't whereas outside of work we use a, 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 a binding contract we don't use that um, through Texas A&M University, hmm. um, but some employers might. Uh, so we actually call ours facilitated dialogues yeah. because there isn't a contract involved, but we still use the same process. We still use it step-by-step step, the same way it would be. We just don't write it up in the end as a binding contract. Gotcha. So give me an example then of, okay. of, of the workplace conflict. So you have two employees or you have an employee and supervisor mm-hmm. and there's a conflict that goes there. So give me an example of the type of conflict that, that might be resolved in a mediation type scenario. Um, so this time of year, we're just coming off performance evaluations. And uh-huh. a lot of times there is someone that ha- was surprised at the end. Although it shouldn't happen, there should be no surprises at the end of a performance evaluation. It happens all the time. Um, and so those, the supervisor and the employee are clearly not seeing eye to eye. And most of the time it comes down to the fact that they're not communicating. And um, this process allows them to open that communications or to explore what type of communication is working for one person versus the other person. And if they get to know each other a little bit better in that and, co- you know, find out how the person is, is, is best receives the information as well as gives it, then that will help a lot if they're planning on working together moving forward. Um, and so what the, uh, at the end, the end result, it, it should be that, you know, party A, so let's just say the supervisor is realizing that their message is not coming across clearly to the employee or um, they're able to let the employee know that their perception, the employee's perception of their performance really isn't what they think it is. And so, um, you know, when it's just been the one-on-one between the two of them, they get caught in the, the really the conflict of it. They get caught in the frustration and the emotion. And if you have a facilitator 
that is, you know, worth their weight, then they're going to, you know, kind of um, diffuse that a little bit and help them talk to each other, not gripe about each other, mm-hmm. but to open that line of communication and let, you know, come up with ways to um, help them move forward. It's really about we can't change what's happened in the past, but we can change how we deal with the future. And so it's a very future-based, moving forward, very positive um, process. Wow. And so, you know, something that we didn't talk about before this, but, but you know, with all the violent episodes mm-hmm. that you see that are going on in the workforce, mm-hmm. it makes you think that, that if they had some type of solution that could intervene before it got to that point, yeah. that it would prevent something of that sort. Absolutely. And really, um, it gives me chill bumps just to think about that. Um, but... It, allow, it allows you to handle a, a dispute at the lowest level possible. So you're trying to, to get in there and have that, facilitate that dialogue with them and have that mediation with them before it ever gets to a disciplinary issue or it gets to the point of contention that you know someone's had enough and they're at their wit's end, they don't know what to do anymore, they feel they haven't been heard. Um, and so it really allows you to jump in there and make a difference before it gets you know, blown up into th- that bigger issue of violence. Yeah, definitely. So talk to us a little bit about um, then what those steps for the mediation process would be. You kind of okay. touched on them before, but, but give us a clear breakdown of what that would look like. Once the conflict occurs, so once mediation was requested, mm-hmm. and then where it would go from that point farther. So um, once we receive notification that, that there's an issue, um, I'll contact the employee and talk to them about what their side is. Then I'll reach out to, um, if it's not the supervisor, I'll reach out to the supervisor just as a heads up sure. that I'd really think that let them know that I really think this employee would would um, be a good fit. Their situation would be a good fit for mediation, and ask if it's okay to um, you know to involve the other or to contact the other employee. Um, and then I do let them know that I realize that there has you know I've been contacted by this other person and they really would like to move forward with finding a better way to work together and I just really put a positive spin on it because if they've reached out they're not done they really want to um, want to move on and want to keep working together and a lot of times these people have worked great together in the past but something's happened and it's exploring that issue but then I'll bring the um, the second party in give them the same opportunity and in that first meeting it really allows them to um, be emotional as they want to be and, and yell and scream and do whatever, you know, rant their side of the story <laughs> sure. and um, and get it off their chest so that when we come together as, you know, employee, employee and mediator, they'll be a little calmer, although they'll be scared out of their mind most of the time is the feedback that I get, um, you know, about how they're feeling going into it. Um, it it really, when I get in there, I look them right in the eye, I turn right to them, and I said, tell me why you're here. And then that's their opportunity to tell me, again, why they're here. And it gives the other person time to listen to it as well. And, um, you know, I set the the um, ground rules at the beginning. You know, no interruption. We'll get to you. You'll have as much time as you need, um, that type of thing you know no cell phones sure. <laughs> um, and then hearing each other's side of the story it's very powerful because a lot of times something will come out that they had no idea what's going on in the other person's life uh, or that 
something that they've done has been taking it, taken in a very mm-hmm. different way than it was intended. Um, and so the, the listening is really powerful. And then once they've each um, had that time to express why they're here, then I just step back and they talk. And they, you know, they use their big boy and big girl words, you know, and, and express this is how you made me feel. This is what happens. I, this really eats at me. You know, can you do it different? I don't understand why you can't. And so we don't, fo- you know, I, part of the framework is that we need to work out how we're going to work together moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. And so if they get to, if they get too focused on the past, then I, you know, I nudge them a little bit and say, okay, how are you going to handle that moving forward? And so they're always thinking about, you know, hey, we both want our jobs, our current jobs, and we both have to work together. So what are we going to do? Um, and then as they're doing that, I'm acting as a scribe, writing down the things that they've agreed to, encouraging them, you know, this is great. This is what you've done so far writing down the issues that we need to leave open and explore a little bit. And so at the end, you know, they have a solid list, and then I I will write a summary for them, um, the things that they've gone over. If we need to keep any issues open, then we can meet a second time. Or if there's a very big issue, we can plan for just that issue um, to be worked through at a different time. Because, you know, if you're you're short on time, um, you know, a lot of times – Uh, after you know three hours two and a half to three hours they're spent and they're just I mean you can look at their little faces and they're just exhausted and you know then it's time to either take a break or um come back and it's okay to come back and it lets them re you know calm down and really focus on okay we've we've done we've gotten through a lot more than we thought we would um and you know, now we can, when they come back, it's amazing to see how, um, how much calmer they are than they were the first time. And it, their problems may not be solved. And it's not all like, I don't want to paint it to be all sunshine and rainbows. It's not. But it is powerful to see them, two people that have been through a very emotional um, conflict, come together and figure out how they're going to do better. Wow. And so does it normally take them? I heard you mention somewhere around three hours. Is that a typical duration for, for a session? I, I usually plan on four hours. I will book a room for four hours um, because I want them to have time to be heard. That is usually the problem, the root problem, is that they, they don't feel heard. And um, this is their time. They, I mean, this is a big step to go through to actually, you know, air it out in front of the person that you don't want to talk to anymore and so um, I I realized that and I don't want to rush them it's definitely their process and you know they're coming up with their own solution so they need to be able to work through things and not feel like there's a crunch so do they get written documentation after the session is complete I do I will provide only them I don't I don't give it to their supervisors but I will give them um, the same documents and uh, I'll actually call them in um, at a separate time so that we can go over to make sure I didn't miss anything because it's their their agreement and so then I'll I'll write up everything that we had discussed and we'll we'll all sign it just for it's you know it's not official we're not doing the binding document like we would outside of work but um, yeah I will give it to them and that way they'll 
hospital know it's it was a serious deal that they've just gone through and it was it's a commitment to each other that's what I was going to say commitment yeah it's an absolute commitment and it makes it easier for um, from an ER standard also coming back and saying okay it looks like we need to maybe go back through um, the agreement and let's just see if we're missing anything maybe we um, maybe we just need a refresher and um, you know they've kind of fallen back into bad habits and and that type of thing so that was going to be my next question was um, is this something that's of a confidential nature uh, yes it is it's really um, so outside of of um, employment like it, using it as an HR person um, it is like it's used to not go to through the court system to not make it public um, so there's a confidentiality great agreement that's signed um, and so it is confidential I don't when I'm keeping my records um, I, I just call it uh, either a facilitated dialogue or a mediation and I don't even I'll put the department but not the person's names so it's just just between them okay so my other question that, that I had in all this was that um, by eliminate eliminating some of that conflict that's there you would think that you would maybe see less of a turnover in the the staff we have um, had some su success in that like I said we've only been really focusing on it and tracking um, for about six months now but there have been um, multiple people that have provided feedback after it's been over that have said you know thank you very much you know I, I was about to quit and it it was either this or I was going to move on and they chose to stay but I've also had people that have said thank you very much it allowed me to, to see that this isn't the place for me and um, through that they were able to communicate better to their supervi supervisor as to why it's not a good place and their supervisor was great and supportive and so um, they were able to work out a better deal they knew they were looking they you know allowed them time if they needed to go interview I mean it was just kind of a great experience I understand they're not all like that but um, so far we've I feel like we've had um, really a lot of success a lot more than we thought we were and uh, than we thought we would at this point um, but yeah I would say that turnover has been positively affected and that it hasn't been as um, as much as it could have been so are you the only one that does the mediation at your organization? We had a second person, um, but that person is not with us anymore. Okay. Um, but we're about to send the rest of our team as soon as we can to get um, certified. Um, and actually, it's credentialed here in Texas. S different states call it different things. But, um, yeah, we're going to send them through training so that our whole team can do it rather than just like the one person. But I will bring in a second person just to be a second set of eyes and ears on some of the um, more contentious cases issues mm -hmm. that come up yeah. so tell us what that certification process looks like so for organizations that don't have access to something like this mm -hmm. would they hire this out or or what would that process look they like? could they okay. definitely could um, so there are great training groups um, based in Texas um, I'm close to Houston so I went through one there who I really think a lot of um, but you have to have a, a minimum of 40 hours of basic training um, in mediation to
to be able to to call yourself a certified or credentialed mediator. And there's websites you can go to, like reputable websites that you can go to to find one in your area if you're not sure. If you do need to reach out and have that done um, outside of your organization, but it's really just a great investment in your employees if you can allow them to have that new skill, you know, to send them to the training and have them do it for you. Um, and they're, the trainings are reasonable. They're very reasonably priced. And, um, you know, like I said, if you use that, rep, there's a lot of pop-up internet um, certifications that you can do, but I really recommend going to one face-to-face because that experienced person that's teaching you can give you so many tips and tricks that are going to be able to help you, um, whether you're using it to the you know full ability that you're going to be certified to do or not. Um, they're gonna, you're going to be able to work with them and help. They'll help you figure out how you can use it at your work. Okay. And so that credentialing or certification is that a link for your individual state or is it nationwide or? It is international. It is international. Yes. Yeah. And so um, that basic 40 will allow you to mediate internationally. Okay. Yeah. So that really opens up a lot of opportunities, especially <laughs> really for you. Does. And it really does. And they uh, there are panels out there that would, you know, international panels that would like people from outside to, to be that, you know, a different perspective. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so are you going to do this outside of also Texas A&M or? or is yes. That, yeah. You I are. will. I, I plan to. Um you know, we've been so swamped at work, which is, um, I, I love to help. Sure. But um, we, we're a little short-staffed right now. And so as soon as we find some um, really great staff to bring on board, then I'll be able to focus on that a little bit more. And than some other opportunities yeah. there to expand it in other yeah. ways. But it's great. It, it really um, complements your HR skills. And so it really... Uh, you, you know, you hear any any and everything in HR and just, you know, you do in mediation too. So, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so um, the last thing I was going to maybe kind of ask about this was um, how somebody would start a program like this within their organization. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you, you do need to start with that mediator that's gone through training okay. um, and work closely with them because they'll be able to tell you, you know, what scenarios are going to work for, for your agency or your, um, your company. Um, it varies so greatly that you need that them to have gone through the training to work with that experienced person, the trainer there, um, to, to really have a great idea about the, um, impact that you can make by adding that, um, the mediation program to, to your toolbox. Okay. And then the other thing I would think would be the education process then, you know, once you have the service, that's great, but you have to also educate the staff that the service is available. So what, what recommendations do you have there for a rollout type of implementation? Um, we are still working through that quite honestly. Um, but word of mouth has gone a long way for us. Um, you know, we'll check in with the deans and department heads and let them know that, we have gone through this experience with two employees in their college, and it's worked very well. And provide, um, you know, as confidentially as we can, we'll provide the feedback about what it was that brought them there, and then the resolution that our solution that they came up with to move forward to to work to you know to be able to work together. Okay. Again, yeah. And so th- they can kind of track it from what they see. 
mm-hmm. and they'll tell people if it worked or not. So <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so does it seem like then that this is something that's relatively new that, that is going to be utilized in a different way moving forward for, for all? I think so. I think so because um, the, it is being used through all court systems now outside of, you know, outside of just employment. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, they've even criminal criminal law was the the last one to get on board, and they're using it there too now with with some success. So, yeah, it, it can be if you really um, just kind of sit back and think and look and explore the scenarios that you have that you're working with. You can figure out a way to mediate um, just about anything. Wow. I like it. So uh, talking about SHRM for a minute, tell me some things that that you're excited about about SHRM that seem to be huge HR topics that people that didn't attend, maybe they should have this on their radar and keep up with. Oh, man. The SHRM lineup this year is awesome. Um, I have have a book um, that they sent out, and it had, like, the catalog of of courses that they're going to offer our our, um, classes. And I put stickies on every page, and it's just like one big, huge lump of stickies. I mean, like, I was excited about everything. But there's so much focus on conflict resolution this year. It's very exciting. So I'm booked for almost all of those, it seems like, or I tried to fit in as much as possible. Does it feel like that's what things are kind of moving towards? It does. It does, yeah. And it's very exciting. Um, And I realize it's funny because if you – we have been focusing on that as our – HR group for um, over six months because that's kind of how we got to realize that we wanted we want to um, work the mediation in and so to see that we've done a good job in the trainings that we've seeked um, for our group to attend prior to this and so I'm like oh I'm so proud of us <laughs> <laughs> this is great we're ahead of the a little game. pat on the back but um, sure. yeah yeah and so um, I do think that it's really going to be a focus because unfortunately um, people are becoming more and more conflict avoidant and so they just don't want they don't want to do their part they don't want to have that hard conversation but with a, a mediator with that neutral party in there um, they feel supported you know they feel like the other person isn't going to you know jump across the table and yell in their face and you know that's part of the ground rules and a mediator will stop that and and so they it, it really is a way to empower them and to help them understand that no one likes those conversations sure no one but you can get through them and you can do it in a way that will um, make you feel supported and you don't have to do it by yourself necessarily I think you used a term earlier, architects. I love it. Architect of your own solution. Yeah, Isn't that great? Architect of your own solution. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it just gives them so much, you know, you take a piece of that. Yeah. It becomes theirs, and it's something that they're building and, and making a plan for. And You know, and being the third party, you don't know what their workday looks like. And so, um, oh, good. Uh, you know, you don't know what, what their day-to-day grind is. You don't know what their duties are. You don't know anything. And so, um they have to bring in their imagination and and really create that for themselves and um you can't you know as as someone that wouldn't know the job it wouldn't be very great for you to do that for them because you don't know if you're hitting all the nails that you need to and um they would so yeah i love it is there anything i haven't asked you about um 
mediation or or conflict resolution or anything else that you want to share with us that I didn't previously mention? Um, you know, I think um, I think if the if the people you know if people haven't heard of mediation or, or if they don't understand it, look up um, alternative dispute resolution um, and and read up on it. But it really, really is a very um, empowering process to um, to give to that employee. Um, it allows them to learn. To st- I mean, for some people, it's the first time they've been given permission to really speak their mind. And um, a lot of people like it. <laughs> it's very, they found their voice. Very rewarding to watch, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, again, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but that's okay. Um, you have to be comfortable with, with that, um, and and you have to really identify throughout the process the positive things that are happening because it is a very um, emotional uh, process for them to work through. Okay. But, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your <laughs> insight. You've just had a a very unique take on this and and obviously you're you've started this program there and and I think it's amazing that you're advancing it forward thank you we're very proud of it we've all our whole group has worked so hard and um you know uh, like I said we're about to to certify the rest of us so that's uh, great yeah good luck in that thank you all right well again thank you Kelly for for your time and your insights um for a safe happy and healthy workforce Um, If you'd want to improve your own occupational health programs, we invite you to contact Axiom Medical by visiting our website, which is www.axiomllc.com, or you're welcome to give us a call. Our number is 877-502-9466. And with our in-house OSHA-trained nurses that are available 24-7 in occupational health programs, we're navigating employees through the entire life cycle. From pre-hire to retire, we partner with our clients to improve the company's bottom line and create that healthy and safe workforce. 